Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. It's your favorite co-host, Cam, alongside your slightly worse co-host, Lucas. Lucas, how you been doing, buddy? I'm doing really good. I'm really excited for this episode. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm glad to get back into it, and we uh, want to apologize first for the break we took. I'm sure our hundreds of thousands of fans were just wondering every single day where on earth their two favorite social media superstars could have been. Right. Yeah, so we... We had finals um, the last couple weeks. We're students first. We're responsible. We're student podcasters, yeah. And um, we wanted to make sure that we finished strong our freshman year. Cam, how about you? Uh, how about you update the listeners on on just your life? What are you doing? Because you're not here anymore. Yeah. So I finished up the semester uh, valedictorian status. And I have since moved out to Michigan. I'm living in the basement of a friend. And I'm I'm on that blue-collar life, you know. Um, I'm part of that 9-to-5 life. You know, we work overtime, too, because we got a, a family to provide for. And by family, I mean myself, so. Yeah, we love a working man. What can I say? I am just chilling right now. And I'm about to start super busy schedule of summer school for the rest of the summer so i'm enjoying this one free week that i have and then it's back to the grind what better way to spend your summer than back in school right right as a lot of you know if you follow our instagram or listen to any of our other podcasts we've been planning on dropping some merch and that has finally dropped we've made some sales already but we would love it if any of you guys wanted to buy some more lucas can you fill in on what we've got available as far as art new sexy merchandise yeah so we've got t-shirts and hats uh the t-shirts uh they come in either white or black from small to xl and they have just the whole logo on the chest and the hats are just a classic black and white dad hat you know it's it's very versatile you wear it with any outfit maybe to the beach maybe on a date i don't know but all it says is eh, close enough in the corners so i mean it matches with everything it's not not too obnoxious about the podcast but you're still supporting it should be your go-to hat for the summer yeah i mean it's been mine as far as prices the shirts are twelve dollars and the hats are ten but if you buy both we'll give you a package deal for only twenty dollars that that's just the type of businessmen we are yeah we'll throw in we'll throw in a sticker for you and we'll hand deliver it uh, to you maybe with a, even a little personalized note from the team i don't know but unless you're Who out knows? of state then you got to pay for shipping but yeah buy some merch you know it's it's great for summer you're gonna need some short sleeve tees a nice hat dm us and we'll get that to you and you know what even if you're never gonna wear our merch but you're balling support us and buy it and then never wear it now on to the good stuff we talked about on our social media that we were starting some series going forward. We like how we were, you know, just talking about whatever um, week to week, um, just kind of whatever we felt like. But we wanted a little bit more structure, I think. We want the listeners to have some sort of idea of where this next, where the next episode is going. And I think that there are certain topics that are especially interesting to us or especially important to us that we want to dive deeper into, that we want to spend more time than just 40 minutes uh, one episode on. And I think I think another point is we don't want our podcast to be about one thing, 
but we also don't want it to be jumping all over the place that you know because that that's it can be a little much and so by doing series we're able to still cover a wide variety of things while focusing in on one at a time this series i think is going to be a really good one the title of this series it's super creative uh it's called overcome overcome <laughs> i love it it sounds like it sounds like a christian movie dropping in 2021 Right. So basically what it is, is it's going to be firsthand stories of a, a trial, a hardship that someone has faced and the journey that they took, you know, how they overcame it or are currently overcoming it. You know, a story that maybe we saw or that we're interested in that really can be motivating or inspiring to someone uh, who might be in the same position or or maybe it's just one of those feel-good stories that that anyone likes to hear you know there's right. always those types of of stories that, that uh, you know everyone likes to hear regardless of what you're going through and that's I think that's why we think that everyone listening can benefit is because that at some point we've all gone through gone through something tough and some tougher than others but I think the most important part is is how you how you view what's in front of you and the steps you take in overcoming that and, and kind of what you lean on in overcoming it. With that being said, Lucas, do you want to get into introducing who we've got for this first part of the series? Yeah, so the first guest in this series, she is a very close friend of ours. She's been our friend for a while. Um, she's also a pretty stud athlete. Her name is Kennedy Wesley, and... A lot of you listening probably have been an athlete at some point. Maybe you guys are athletes uh, like you two. And you guys, a lot of people know the frustration that, that injuries come with. So why did we specifically choose Kennedy? Well, besides the fact that she has like 3,000 plus followers on Instagram and she could bring us more fans, we kind of got to watch up close how well she navigated her injury recently right. yeah and yeah. it was it was super powerful to watch it was very special and we just wanted to know how she did it and how she had how she found so much success after and and kind of what that was like so kennedy why don't you introduce yourself and maybe uh tell the listeners a little summary of of your soccer career don't be too humble either i know your your you know humility is pretty important to you but Let's brag a little, you know, tell the listeners how cool you are. Thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. Yes, I've been friends with Kim and Lucas for quite some time now. It's been really great getting to know them. Soccer career. I started playing soccer probably when I was four years old, the basic AYSO. Started playing it more competitively when I was seven. Started playing club soccer then. Up until I was a freshman in high school, I actually played soccer and gymnastics pretty competitively, but I did have to end up choosing one sport to um, continue further, and I chose soccer. Played throughout high school. Through that time, playing high school soccer and club soccer, I also played with the U14, 15, 16 youth national teams, which gave me the opportunity to see some really cool places and play with some really high-level players. So I've been with U.S. soccer for probably the past four, five, six years. Just almost ended my freshman year at Stanford. I got to play one season with them before all of this COVID-19 stuff happened, but it was a really special year. 
we were able to do a lot of great things, including win a national championship, which was awesome. That was an unforgettable experience of mine, but definitely a lot of really fun experiences and cool opportunities that I have been able to have so far. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, why don't you share the story of of your injury? Because um, wasn't too long ago. Play by play, what happened? Go. Yeah, so I was actually at a U.S. soccer uh, training camp. We had just come off of a uh, CONCACAF championship, so it was our camp following that um, really fun tournament that we were able to fortunately win. It was the second day of our training camp, first session in the morning. We started our first drill, and I moved a little bit to the side, and my knee just didn't like the way I moved, and there was a really loud pop. Definitely didn't know what it was right away. Kind of thought I just tweaked my knee or something odd had happened, but I didn't think anything of it. But hearing the people around me and getting the word from the trainers there, it didn't seem good. Although they didn't tell me right what it was right away, I eventually was able to find out that I had torn my ACL. Yeah, so I remember you you texted me and Cam in a group chat. I'm pretty sure I was like, I came out of the barbershop, you know, got that fresh cut. And I mm-hmm. look at my phone and you, sh- you, all you said was like, guys, I tore my ACL. And me and Cam both replied like, shut up. No, you didn't. LOL. And we didn't, we didn't believe you for the longest time. And we, we refused to believe you. And then I don't know, it, it, we kind of ended up realizing after a while that, whoa, this is true. And I think it was one of those things as a friend where it was like, dang, this one kind of hurts because we see, you know, how much work you put in. We were pretty invested, like, into your team. Like, we followed, we hate soccer, but, like, we we knew the scores. We knew your teammates. But, yeah, so, so you mentioned the pop and, you know, you weren't really sure at first. So, like, initially, right away, are you thinking... Are you thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to affect my career? Are you thinking like, oh, this is nothing, I'm going to shake it off? What are you thinking right when you hear that pop? I'd say I was pretty in shock just in general hearing that. Trying to get up was nearly impossible with the pain that like, I felt immediately. So I kind of knew from that sort of pain that something was up because I have a pretty high pain tolerance and that just, it was not, it just did not seem good. So I think from then, from that moment on, I kind of thought, okay, this is probably something a little bit more serious than I think, and that I probably wasn't going to be playing soccer anytime soon, right, at that moment. Yeah, and and you hadn't really faced an injury before. Like you're you're not very injury prone, right? No, I've sprained a few ankles, um, done a couple little knee strains tweaks but nothing super serious at all once you did get the official word it's the acl what what are what are the feelings that came with that was it was it anger was it denial were you a little depressed how 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 did you take that yeah so uh right after getting up from the field uh, i was taken straight to get an mri got the mri got the news right after acl meniscus the whole deal um was all gone. So I think immediately I was kind of just a little 
angry, I guess you could say. I didn't know why it had to happen then, after our teams have been doing so well, college is coming up in a year. Um, individually, I felt like I had been getting a lot better. I was in really good shape to begin with. So I think the anger kind of just came from, I didn't understand why it had to happen and why it happened then. So I'd say anger is a pretty good way to describe the initial reaction. I have a question. So the first the first part of the road to recovery is accepting what happened to you. And I want to know how, how quickly were you able to accept what had happened? Yeah, so I was obviously away from home. I was with my team in Kansas and I decided to stay the week of the camp despite being able to play. So I'd say probably about three, four days after I just had started my pre-surgery PT, kind of got got a surgery planned out. And I think once I started figuring out what was next going forward, what was, when was surgery, when was everything going to happen? I think that's when it started. That's when I really started to accept the fact that this is going to be my reality for at least the next nine months. So now you move into the rehab process, which from what I've heard from a lot of athletes is probably the worst part of an injury. You know, what what comes with it physically, mentally, and emotionally. So they give you the nine-month timetable. Was there ever was there ever a doubt in your head, like, I might not be the same player ever again? I might not even play again? Like, because there's a lot of athletes that they, they come back from an ACL tear and, and they're just not the same. So did that ever cross your mind? Yeah, I think it's real. it was really hard not to look at all of the negatives that could possibly come from it. Um, especially, as you had mentioned, players come back and they're just not the same. They're not as fast. They're not as strong. So I would definitely say that, especially initially in the early stages when I really wasn't able to do much, that was definitely in the back of my mind that um, I was going to school next year and I wouldn't necessarily get back to where I really wanted to be. So that was definitely in the back of my mind, um, especially early on in the recovery process, for sure. So you're going to rehab. Was it a feeling of, I'm motivated, I'm ready to go, I'm going to kick rehab's butt, I'm going to get back on the field? Or was it was it a drag? Was it, I, I, I have to go to rehab, this sucks? What were you feeling? I'd say, honestly, throughout the whole thing, there were a mix of both. There were some days I was ready to get after it. I knew that this day was going to be another day of progress and I was going to get just closer to coming back. But there were some days also where I was doing the same exercises, the same things for weeks now, and it just seemed like a drag. It seemed like I wasn't going anywhere. So it was definitely a balance between the two. But overall, I think the reason that I was able to get through it and get through it as quickly as I did was because of the ready to get after it, ready to get better sort of mindset that I tried to take through a majority of those days. Other than physically, other than physically, what did this pro this injury in this process do to your your mental state? Yeah, honestly, it was really hard. I haven't been without something that I put pretty much my a lot of life's work into for so long. So I think just kind of dealing with the fact that the one thing that was kind of my stress reliever, where I had the most fun, that was just gone for a period of time. It was really straining emotionally, but I did take from it that I had to put all of that time and energy, I had to start putting it into other things. Um, so I was fortunate enough to 
actually be at school during my senior year. I wasn't traveling on soccer trips, so I was able to strengthen a lot of relationships with people, um, and I did get experiences that I wouldn't have necessarily gotten if I were still healthy. So all in all, emotionally and mentally, it was straining, but also a really good time for growth for me during the whole thing. Right. And so obviously you got through it because all of us, we know the end of this story. So what what or who did you lean on during that process? Like, where did that motivation come from? Like, what, what drove you to, to getting better? There were a couple things, I think, that kind of go into that. One was that, obviously, this was at the end of my senior year of high school, and I knew that college wasn't too far away. So I think just having that in the forefront of my mind, knowing that I need to be healthy, I need to get through this, so that I can perform the way I want to for my up-and-coming team at Stanford. So just the idea of being there in the fall or the summer was really motivating in and of itself. I think also, I'd say in general, I'm a fairly self-motivated person. It doesn't take much for me to get after it. If I put my head in it and I say that I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So A lot of that self-motivation and self-drive, I think, actually came into play and really helped me out throughout the recovery process. Also, my friends and family and all the people that I was surrounded with were nothing but positive, nothing but encouraging. So I think that also really helped knowing that I had a team of people behind me who wanted to see me succeed in the end. So, Were there any specific strategies that you found helpful in dealing with that mental and emotional pain like like what worked for you or or was it simply just that self-motivation that got it so this might be a little i'm not sure how this sounds but all athletes um watch themselves on film a lot in order to learn and get better so i kind of felt that watching either myself play or just watching other people play the game was not really defeating so much. It was more of a positive knowing that, okay, this is my potential. I know I can get to that point again and I can exceed beyond that and get a lot better. And I just love soccer in general. So watching was really nice. So that was definitely one strategy that really helped with that a lot. All right. So now you are going into your freshman year at Stanford you've gotten the okay to play soccer again. I know for a lot of athletes in the back of their mind, the first time they step back on the field, there's a little there's a little bit of fear in, am I going to get hurt again? Maybe favoring whatever they hurt just a little bit. So did you feel, was there any of that type of fear? Or were you just excited to get back on the field again? Or, or was it a mix of both? Well, and especially because you went right to the big dogs with Stanford. Yeah, so there wasn't really much time in between, okay, you're cleared and here we go, we're starting season. With that being said, I think first couple practices, I would definitely say very hesitant, favoring my left leg, which was the non-surgical leg for sure, um, not doing anything I knew that could I could potentially hurt myself again with, so i definitely say that was in my head to begin with. But I do think as I got more comfortable after the first week of practice, I was not favoring one leg or the other. And I was really just trying to get back to as much to as normal, I guess, 
as I could be. I knew it wasn't going to be normal right away because it doesn't come back that quickly, but after that sort of fear aspect went away, I was definitely just excited and wanted to get better uh, back to normal as quickly as possible. At what point, or if this ever occurred, did you realize, like, man, I have completely overcome this ACL tear, and if so, like, what what did that feel like? I definitely think um, a lot of athletes kind of say they have their uh, breakout game or breakout moment, and I definitely think I had that. I'd been playing pretty consistently throughout the year. Minutes were minimal to begin with, but about at the very end of our league play, our Pac-12 play, we had a game against Cal, and um, it was probably the most challenging for me individually, just given the opponent and everything like that, but I was able to handle it really well. My body felt completely normal. I wasn't getting fatigued. I just felt really, really good, a lot better than I had even before I tore my ACL. So I would say that game kind of was a turning point, like, okay, this injury is behind you, and there's, you can reflect on it, but we're going to focus on what's to come moving forward. So it was definitely that breakout game that kind of shifted everything around. Right. And you mentioned reflecting. And I think that, yes, while you're in the midst of the season and you're fighting for those minutes and you're playing well, you don't really want to look back on something negative like that. But now um, with a little downtime and you have a little bit of a break for the first time since the whole recovery and the playing, now reflecting, it's kind of a broad question. It might sound dumb, but I think that... It's worth asking. Yeah, I think I think it's worth asking and I think it could be answered very well. But what, what, is, what is the hardest part of, of being injured? Overall, I'd say the hardest part is probably, especially for an elite athlete or even a person that's not an athlete, but just being a being without something that you put nearly all of your life's work into for a long period of time or even a short period of time really just takes a toll on you in all aspects, physically, emotionally, mentally. So I think just being without that thing that's your quote-unquote thing for so long is probably the hardest part about an injury or just uh, an absence from that in general. And then uh, kind of a follow-up question, what good came out of this horrible situation? Uh, You touched on it a little bit, like experiencing senior things and stuff, but if you could tell the listeners, what is the best thing that came out of this injury? Yeah, so I think with such an injury, with such a long recovery process, it gives you just a lot of time to think about yourself as a person off the field, but also think about you as a player. So I had a lot of time to reflect on um, my strengths, my weaknesses, what I wanted to improve. And although I couldn't physically do those things, just having the time to think about and reflect on how I was before my injury, I think prepared me the best so that I could improve on those things and be an even better player after. I think reflecting in general just is a good habit, um, not only for a prolonged injury, but just in general. I feel like it's important to see where you start and where you end up and learning from all the different experiences and time and 
yeah, I think reflection is just really key in that. So last question, we're going to wrap it up with this, but we want to ask um, every guest that we have in this specific series, this question, just in case that there's someone out there that's going through something similar. Right. Cause you never know who you can reach with this. So Kennedy, one piece of advice for an athlete or anyone uh, who is injured and, and is struggling with, with that injury. No. Yeah. I definitely think this is applicable um, for all athletes in general, but I would say if I could give one thing is to focus on what you can control. I don't think you can control everything in your recovery process. Uh, You can't control how fast your joint is going to heal. You can't control so many other things, but you can control your mind and the way you get after things, and you can't control the amount of effort that you put in to your recovery process, and you can control how you want to be once your recovery is over, and you're only going to get out what you put in so if you put in the most effort and the most drive you'll get the most out of it it's a good word good that's good good. kennedy we want to thank you for coming on the podcast and doing this interview like we said we got to see your recovery process up close and it was it was super awesome to watch very inspiring just a congrats for all the success and we'll always be rooting for you so thank you thanks so much guys it was fun um glad to share my story whenever possible hope people can benefit or take something from it just happy to be here awesome uh cam any any parting words for the listeners uh you know thanks for listening you guys uh keep us going i wake up in the morning thinking about you guys So uh, we'll uh, be back the same time next week with a new episode. And uh, this is your favorite co-host signing off.